Hey Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is, is Mad Shelley Films, and, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. It's 2.43 p.m. Today is the 8th, January the 8th. Um, welcome to another episode of Inspirado Projecto. I'm taking my sister Jenny's boyfriend's dog, Sophie, little Sophie. I'm taking her, taking for, taking her for a walk, and uh, it's interesting when you when you don't have a dog. Or at least this is this is my theory. You know, when you don't have a dog. Uh oh. Alright, hold on. When you don't have a dog, um it's kind of a novelty to take him for a walk. You notice that? Because it's like, oh wow, this is cool, this is a fun thing. Uh for those who, who have dogs, do you have a dog? For those who have dogs, it's probably a little different, I imagine. Because you got, um, you got to take the dog out all the time. You live with that dog. It's kind of like being the, uh, the fun uncle, you know. You get to be the fun uncle, not the, not the uh, disciplinarian parent, I guess. Kind of, kind of like the equivalent of when I used to, when I used to uh, substitute teach. It was great. I, you know, we we got um, we got what we had to get done. The uh, lesson plans that were advised by the parent uh, by the uh, teachers, but then I could teach them about fifteen or twenty minutes of my own my own philosophies and theories about life and how we connect to it. Since then, gosh, that must have been over 10 years ago. <coughs> Hello. It's okay. It's okay. Um, since that time, what was that, 2013, 12, 13, 14, around that area? Um... So during that time, those kids were like sixth grade and eighth graders. I was telling them about all these high concept things about uh, parallel universes, higher mind, synchronicities, all this stuff. It was beautiful. The kids had synchronicity journals. Once I told my head one, they would ask me to read, ask me to read out loud some of the uh, synchronicities I had. But the crazy thing was the synchronicities were so personal. And there were synchronicities within synchronicities. So it was, it was a tricky and kind of crazy and strange thing to... Uh, here, Sophie, here, hold on. Hold on, let me get you... I got to get you untangled here. All right. Um, so it was crazy because the, the synchronicities were, would happen within synchronicities. And so I'd have to stop describing a synchronicity in the journal to then describe a synchronicity that happened during the time that I was actually writing about that synchronicity. So it, it was really, really quite interesting. 
Do I go this way? Um, so I could teach these kids all this stuff. And then what's interesting is now on, on uh, like, let's say TikTok, I'm starting to see a huge... Come on. Come on, Sophie. Um, now on TikTok, I'm seeing a huge array of um, all, all ages, all ages. Um, but these young folks tapping into these ideas. Parallel universes. And I think part, part, part of this is what's interesting over the past 10 years or so, there have been more movies and more TV shows opening up to the idea of parallel universes, opening up to the idea of manifestation of reality and whatnot. So it's, it's becoming part, more part of the, the conversation. You know, you kind of introduce this stuff to them through um, movies and TV shows and books. And then before you know it, you know, you realize, oh, my gosh, that, you know, they end up realizing, oh, those, those are based in real things. What? What are you doing? You want to go this way? All right. And uh, so that's just fascinating to me. Do you think that, like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the youth on TikTok expressing these same ideas. Kids who have now grown up from the age of, you know, when I met them, when they were between sixth and eighth graders. What is that, 10? You're around 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old or something when you become a sixth grader. I can't remember. But uh, so now they've grown into these. I'd like to think that I've planted seeds in the minds of those of those kids throughout those years. And uh, it, they took they took these ideas with them. And. Uh, Wow, we, we would have amazing conversations. I was so hyperactive on bananas and coffee. There's a special blend that I'd always get from a 7-Eleven on my way. There's a couple of schools that I really liked in particular to substitute teach at these two middle schools. And uh, there's a 7-Eleven on the way to one of them that I'd stop at. And boy, I would whew, fill that baby up with these uh, these energy shots that were uh, that were available. Stoke, I think they're called Stoke or Stock. Just blasted, and then I would uh, so I put like four of those into the cup. I get the biggest cup I could, put about four of those in there, and then there was like an energy type coffee that I would uh, do. Yeah, good job. And then, uh, so I'd put that in there and then I'd find like a, uh, and then I'd use like the, um, there are those machines where you get like a a vast array of different flavors like uh, pumpkin spice or, um, stay right there, stay, stay, stay. All right, let's go. Um, Pumpkin spice, oh yeah, let's hold on. Let's take a look, let's take a look at this mail. Let's see if any of this mail is for us. Let me just read. Let me just read this here. Okay. All right, come on, Sophie. Yes. So I would, you know, around this time, or I'd, I'd put in some. Uh, I'd get like the uh, those shots, 
I get, come on up here. Yeah, good little Sophie, good. Yeah, you getting tired. Oh, you getting tired. This way, good girl. And uh, yeah, I just mix it all together, man. It's an extraordinary blend. And so between that and the banana, whoo, I was just flying with ideas. I'd listen to Alan Watts, Alan Watts. There's a great podcast, free podcast once a week that would go up onto uh, iTunes once a week. As soon as that came out, man, the whole week, I'd listen to that before I fell asleep each night. I was just constantly feeding my brain with synchronicities, uh, Bashar videos, um, Abraham Hicks videos, you know, anything that was high-minded. Alan Watts, of course, any of this high-vibrating source material that um, helped amplify your higher mind, that helped, um, yes, gave you this delicious nutrition. You want a, you want a little treat, don't you? You want a treat? Is this what you want? Oh, you like this? Yeah, you like this? You want a treat? Oh, are you excited? Want this? So I was just filling my brain with this stuff. And then the kids that I substitute taught were getting blasted by it, of course. And, uh, Pouring, pouring the information into their brains. Pouring the information in there. And they, uh, they seemed to like it. It's funny because I had not, at that point, watched any of the newer Doctor Whos. I, I loved Doctor Who as a kid growing up. I watched, I think he was, what was he, the fifth Doctor? Tom Baker, who had the long scarf. He was my favorite. And um, these kids were like, wow, you're like Doctor Who. Because I... I'd write up on the um, the whiteboard the uh, the uh, theories and ideas that I had and about synchronicities and how we're all creating our realities. <clears throat> I mean, it was just just simply astounding. And uh, wow! And now I think that this is the time for my idea for my book to come out. I think now would be a good, good uh, time for that, because people are now more ready for this, now more accepting of this kind of thing. By the way, um, I probably mentioned it in the last podcast, but there's a great book that I that I that I got in the mail. I've been reading it on my TikTok. If you're if you're on TikTok, follow me and let me know that you you found me from the. Uh, from the podcast, I, I that just be, would be so cool. Um, this is called the Extraterrestrial Species Almanac. This is by Craig Campo Basso, and uh, he gathered all of these different accounts of various species 
from abductees, contactees, government officials, anyone who's ever had any sort of contact with any of these these uh, extraterrestrials. And he put them all into this book. And um, it, it's mind explosive. <laughs> it is mind explosive. All right, I'm going to make some food. Thank you so much for following me with the dog, with little Sophie. And... Um, I'll uh, I'll blast you with some more information. Um, thank you so much for sticking around. And plus, by the way, if you wanna if you wanna be featured on this, call in to five six one two zero three nine one seven nine or that's the hotline, and I'll I'll put it up on the podcast. Um, you can also email me at inspiradoprojecto at gmail dot com, and then I can. Of course, um, upload any of that onto the show as well. So, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a moment. Okay, today is the 10th. It's now 1.43 p.m., 10th of January. I got to tell you, I have an extraordinary, I would say a stack of pancakes type of synchronicity type of situation that happened on the 8th. Uh, As you may or may not know, 8 symbolizes to me infinity. Every time I look at that, I think of infinity. And uh, I was definitely caught in a loop in a Mobius strip of infinity yesterday. So, okay, so I've been doing the countdown of the UFO disclosure on TikTok, which I've told you about. And it's the king, I call it the king of 5D. I wear these Elvis sunglasses, and the sunglasses have what looks like a crown attached to it. So I call myself the king of 5D, and I do these uh, this countdown. Um, today, by the way, is uh, day number 169, I believe. Yeah, today's number 169 until official UFO disclosure. So... Uh, I found out yesterday that, or uh, on the eighth, that it was Elvis's birthday, which I thought was great. He would have been eighty-six years, eighty-six years young. It was his birthday. I found that out, and uh, so, sometime later in the day, I just had a hunch to listen to the Black Star album by David Bowie. I just started listening to it, and. I remember back when it first came out, I listened to it over and over and over and over again. I could not stop listening to it on repeat. It was just on repeat. I cannot tell you. I just kept listening to it over and over and over again. And uh, I just felt like, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to listen to this. And so I was listening to it. And while I was listening to it, I got the, uh, I got the, uh, I, I got, I suddenly got the blip on the antenna to make a TikTok about the the Beatles album. It's this parallel universe album called Everyday Chemistry, which is interesting because it's very, very, actually that title is very symbolic of what happened here. The whole thing that happened here is very chemistry oriented. Uh, so I just had this uh, feeling to go search for the Everyday Chemistry. I thought I'd make a, make a, a TikTok video for it. Well, I found out that the original website, um, is now, it was called thebeatlesbrokeup.com. 
And now if you go to that website, it's not, you know, it's not there. So I thought, okay, I'll go into archive.org. I'll go in the Wayback Machine. But on the way there, um, on the way to, to trying to find the original website, I, I, uh, as I was searching, I ended up finding the, uh, you know, the magazine NME, Enemy, Enemy. It's a uh, music magazine. So on their magaz- on their website, they had an article about the uh, Everyday Chemistry album. Well, off to the side, you know how they do this on websites? They'll say, oh, check this out for this other article. Well, there, was, there happened to be an article up there about David Bowie's Black Star album, which was just astounding because there I was listening to that very album. And I'm like, this is quite interesting. So I click on that link, and it's a whole article about the fact that, you know, it's talking about how that album Black Star came out on January 8th, which coincided with David Bowie's birthday. And I'm like, whoa, I had no idea. Like something just within me said, bam, you're going you're gonna to listen to this. Not realizing that that was the exact same day that it was released four or five years ago. And so I was like, that's interesting because Elvis's birthday today, Elvis's birthday is today, David Bowie's birthday is today, and he released the album on this very day, which I subconsciously, I guess somehow some just clicked in my brain, something subconsciously just said, um, listen to this album. Which, let, you know, had I not, I would not have been led down this astounding rabbit hole, of course. So, um, so I, I, I was just astonished. I was completely astonished. And, and the, what's interesting is the whole story behind Everyday Chemistry um, is, and I made a whole TikTok about this. Um, the whole story behind it is basically... Whether you believe it or not, the album still exists, and it's a really kick-ass album. You can actually hear it on YouTube. You don't have to go through all the steps that I put into the TikTok, but you do if you want to read the, the kick-ass story that I'm about to tell you only pieces of here. I'm just going to paraphrase. Um, there's a guy who was walking along in California at some time. He was, walk, he was out there. He, he, was, he, was, he was driving along, and his, he thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to let the dogs out. And uh, they, you know... Let him, let him go to the bathroom. Maybe they got to go to the bathroom. So he let him out, and the dogs ran off, and he went chasing after him. And he tripped into this hole, into this portal, apparently, that led him to a parallel earth where the Beatles were still alive. And the way that he found it, the Beatles never broke up, basically, and they were still making music. And the way he found this out was he met a guy named Jonas who was telling him all this stuff. They started talking, because he was learning about all these differences between... Um, that earth that he was in and his own earth. So they're comparing notes and um, they're like, oh, what kind of music do you like? And the guy's like, you know, oh, I like the Beatles. You know, in fact, my brother, Jonas goes, oh, I like, you know, the I like the Beatles. You know, my brother actually just saw him in concert the other night and the, and the one guy goes, what? How the hell is that possible? He goes, yeah, it was awesome. It was a great, great show. And the guy goes, what? In, in my, on my earth... The Beatles broke up. They're not together anymore. John Lennon got shot. Um, uh, George Harrison is dead. You know, it's the only two remaining Beatles are Paul and Ringo. 
And the guy goes, well, here's, here's their latest album. And it was called Everyday Chemistry. It was a, it was a cassette tape. So um, as Jonas left the room, well, I think Jonas said something like, don't tell anyone about this when you, you know, when you go back to your, um, when you go back to your, your version of Earth, just don't let anyone know about this. There could be repercussions. And so Jonas left, I think, to go make a sandwich for them or something. And this dude ends up stealing the cassette tape. He stole the cassette tape and uh, stepped back through the portal. And then he ended up uploading the cassette tape to to that, that website, thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com. And so his whole thing was that he, you know, he wanted to remain anonymous. He was afraid Jonas was going to come find him somehow. And, uh, and, I, and he, le- he left an email on, on there, on the website, actually, which I've emailed twice. Um, as you well know, I, you know, I've got this podcast. I want to interview him about this stuff. He's never returned, never returned my, uh, never replied. But um, I thought that was absolutely fantastic to hear that. To, to, or, you know, to know that it's like, oh my God, that's, that's, that's incredible. So I, you know, I, I uploaded this, this thing to TikTok and kind of gave a condensed version of what I just told you. And people are really digging the album. They're like, oh my God, that's crazy. That's, that's amazing. And other people are like, oh, this is just, you know, that's a stupid story. Uh, and you know, I don't believe it. And it's like, who cares whether you believe the story or not? The, 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 the album exists. So what someone told me in the comment section was that Elvis actually has a song called Black Star, okay? So that, that also exploded my brain. So Elvis has a song called Black Star. Now, the lyrics of Black Star is this by, by Elvis. This is a piece of the lyrics. Every man has a black star, a black star over his shoulder. And when a man sees his black star, he knows his time, his time has come. Now, what's so interesting about that is that the album by David Bowie, Black Star, is the last album he made because he ended up dying today, January 10th. So David Bowie had cancer, unbeknownst to anybody, but he saw, in a sense, his Black Star. He knew his time was to come, and so he made that album. And... My mind is just blown away. My mind is just blown away. It's absolutely astounding. So I, <laughs> I had to share that with you, of course. So um, if you want to, if you want to see the full story, because if you if you go to websites that talk about it, they're just going to give you just a random. They're they're not really going to dive deep into it. Um, you can listen to the whole album. Someone uploaded the whole album in its entirety onto YouTube. Um which is great, um, I, but I, I, I wanted to go to the source material. So if you go to archive.org, go in there, they got something called the Wayback Machine. What's beautiful about the Wayback Machine is that you can, you can search websites um, you can all, and, and you can find out because somehow some, some AI out there was t- w- would take screenshots of, of what that website used to look like, its whole progression, its whole evolution. So you can, so into the Wayback Machine on archive.org, type in 
thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com. That will lead you to, it'll show you the calendar of, of the, the whole history of when it was first uploaded, all that razzmatazz. And you can click on a date and it'll bring you up, it'll bring you up that website. And um, it's got the songs there, free for downloading. And uh, it's just phenomenal. I do the same thing for andykaufmanlives.com for those of you who absolutely love Andy Kaufman and uh, go down the rabbit hole of, of whether he faked his death or not. Go to andykaufmanlives.com on the Wayback Machine and you will see a crazy evolution of a whole bunch of stuff. So, there you go. <laughs> Yoda was almost played by a monkey. According to the book, The Making of Star Wars by J.W. Rinsler, George Lucas originally planned for Yoda to be played by an adorable monkey wearing a mask and carrying a cane. Huh, what do you think of that? Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Eleven thirty, Friday the fifteenth. Uh, wow! I spent the past week, Tommy Gardner Jr., aka Tommy Bowie and Yachtly Crew, asked me to draw the album cover of his latest single for his song Desiree. This was exactly what the doctor ordered. I got to tell you, for any of you artists listening, please do yourself a favor. I don't care when the last time was that you drew. I don't care if it was way back in high school. Please just pick up a pen and just start doodling. Just start scribbling. If you got a kid at home, have them just draw a bunch of lines on the page and then you just add on to it. There's this really cool thing I saw on TikTok. There's a woman who invented the reverse coloring book where there are all the colors, all the colors are there, but it's up to you to fill in what's on the page. It's really cool. It, it just kind of gets into the habit of just um, playing with shapes instead of worrying about, okay, what is this, what is this shape going to be? What is that going to be? I had to conquer demons, you know, the demons of overthinking. I like to... Believe of my believe myself and promote myself as someone who, who really follows his impulse. And then all of a sudden, you know, you come across an assignment like this, and you're going, "Oh boy, what do I do first? What's the lettering going to be like?" Luckily, he had a picture of her, so I used that. And I think I've expressed my my uh, trepidation in the past of using digital stuff. Because I, I'm a good old-fashioned pen and paper guy. And uh, to use digital stuff is just... I feel like I'm cheating myself in some way. But it's another tool. It's another... It's, an, it's another door into opening ima- a pieces of your imagination that you didn't even realize you had that existed and uh, oh man it's just so fun the acrylic tools I use uh, 
Autodesk Sketchbook, which my buddy uh, Brian Wisniewski told me about. Autodesk Sketchbook. It's... I used that with a Wacom tablet that was given to me by Ciara, a student that I, I used to substitute teach for. Um, we've become friends through the years. And she's a phenomenal artist, phenomenal artist. And she gave me her old Wacom tablet. And uh, I just started having a blast playing with digital color. What really kicked it off was Wisefinger stuff in the beginning of COVID with Samantha Light. I was drawing every day, all day, just drawing, drawing, drawing. Um, then we, you know, started creating her, the art in her, um, in her poetry book, and I started drawing. It. That was a new sketchy style, a new crosshatch, cross crosshatched uh, style. I've always been a fan of Charles Burns. Charles Burns. Uh, I love how he does. How, how he does his stuff. He's a huge influence. Uh, Mitch O'Connell, I believe that was his name. You've seen a lot in, I think, uh, Cracked Magazine. John Severin was another great crosshatch artist. Uh, oh, boy. There's some, some other great, great ones in Madden Cracked that um, you can really get in there with crosshatching, especially with this digital brush. I like to fluctuate between the, um, what is it, like around sometimes three with the tip being at a 3, sometimes at a uh, 1.7. 1.7 is incredibly thin. You can zoom right in there and do these tiny little cross hatchings. And sometimes I find myself just going crazy. Not not that I really know what I'm doing. Um, I'm sure if I took a, uh, 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 what is that, color theory class, I'm sure if I studied more of that, I should probably study, study more of that to enhance what I'm doing. I talked to Dennis McGonigal. He's a resident artist of Whittier, of Whittier. He does a lot of murals around town. He is uh, John Garside's father-in-law, Mary Garside's father. Dennis McGonigal, phenomenal, phenomenal artist. He told me once he learned color theory, his painting just amplified, changed vastly. Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's something I need to do. However, knowing that is that, you know, that's interesting. Some of these skills that you learn and sometimes you get so, you want to keep working them out, working them out. I heard this one thing, um, this one time before about how like, uh, uh, what is it? What is it? Well, first, first of all, a good piece of advice. I remember my, my cousin Kelly telling me a long time ago, she goes, I think I told her, oh, I don't like drawing animals or plants. And she goes, well, that's exactly what you should be drawing. You know, you need exercise in those areas. And I just stayed away from doing those things for the longest time. Um, 
And now, you know, it's like going so deep into that cross-hatching style. Now it's just like that. It's like I might as well be drawing branches and, and leaves and stuff like that. Um, I think the more that I let nature into my paradigm and appreciate it more, the more that it's showing up in my work. This is so cool that this um, drawing for Tommy, it, it's, uh, it's pretty big. It's like, what is it, 14 inches by 15 inches or 14? No, it's a square. 14 by 14 or something. But if you zoom, so it's cool because you can zoom in on it. You could really zoom in on this thing and uh, see, see all the little details in there. So it's possible that he can make a poster out of this thing. Man, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm going off in more of these zones now that I'm, I'm finding myself drawing again. I'd frequently go off into these zones. I remember growing up, my, my, my parents would tell me about this. I remember just being at the dinner table and just going, and just starting, staring off into space, being completely content. And uh, the more I draw, the more of that is happening. But the you know what I've noticed with like with this um with this project by opening up this see it's by opening up this this uh this door again number one it's reconnecting me with a with a passion of mine. Then the other thing I'm seeing is I'm starting to see a lot more cross-hatching going on um, in my reality. I see a lot more, I'm noticing a lot more of it. Or I'm looking at the room going, what if this is cross-hatched? What, what colors would I use right now? And then I imagine myself using that little, uh, what is that, the, uh, the uh, what is that, the, what is that, the, the dropper, color dropper. You go over there and you go, okay, let's use this color. Put it over here. I like using colors from other pieces of the canvas and other on other sides of the canvas. So there's this subliminal um, connection between these things. So you'll see lavender over there on this side of the canvas, and then we'll go, okay, let's over there. Let's use some lavender. Over on this side of the canvas, we got some uh, uh, red and, and yellow. All right, well, let's go over here and use some red and yellow over on that side. So there's this, you, give, you get this sort of like yin-yang kind of quality about it. And uh, it's so fun. And then finding colors that symbolize certain things and, oh man. This is just fun. This is so exciting. I foresee getting more gigs like this. Getting more jobs. Um, wow. 
drawing album covers. This could be a lot of fun. I could beat the Mort Drucker of album covers. <laughs> oh, man. This is fun. This was fun. But it's, it's teaching me to embrace the, the, uh, the creation process, which, of course, is the main thing, which is uh, what, what I like to really showcase on this podcast is the idea of the flow of creativity, the process of creativity. When I started out this thing, I, I, I was letting like, oh, man, where, which way am I going to go? What direction am I going to do? It? The funny thing is I keep forgetting that I keep forgetting I keep forgetting that no matter what, eventually, there's always going to be alterations. There's always going to be changes. There's always going to be something added here, subtracted there. And, and being okay with that, see, rather than already setting that up in my brain, like, oh, that's going to be a waste of time, I have to just redefine it. My brain is me experimenting in, in that realm. Uh open up doorways for these other realms to start shining through. And now, I mean, we're just getting through. Like, I have to I have to look at it like, okay, those beginning things that I did, th- those are just there to start cracking open the egg. And, and you like those things. And also allow, you know, you don't have to get rid of those things. You can use them in, in some fashion. Um. I, I'm learning the, the value of layers, the importance of layers, and allowing myself to have, you know, 12, 13 layers, being okay with, with using a layer because I'd rather erase over something that I did in layer than, than erase over something that's just right there and permanent on that, in that spot and go, oh my God, I'm wiping out this whole thing here. Like be okay with these various layers so, and that's the thing too, making that transition. I'm used to, okay, here's the paint on the canvas. Here's the paint on the canvas. That's what we got. I'm painting over all that paint. And I'm making that mental connection in my brain of like, you know, that's part of the flow. That's part of the flow is being okay with going back and, and, and re-editing those little pieces. Just like with writing. I remember when I used to write, I'd, I'd get four or five sentences down, and then I'd go, wait a second. Then I'd go back, and I'd, and I'd go and edit that top sentence because now I found a quicker way to say it, or there's some you know, some, some pretentious, uh, 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 snooty uh, writer in me that said, oh, no, you can't use that word twice in a paragraph. You know, and definitely not twice in the same sentence. And, you know, it was like this, this, this rule of like, um, no using the same word in the sentence. Also, we prefer if you don't use that same word directly in the next sentence or the third, try to give it three sentences before you use that word again, unless it's a word of like, of, from, at, in, on. That's the other thing. I try not to use from, 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 of, of, of. 
at in in you know i try to mix those up too in a sentence just knowing that there are so many other colorful words out there words are colors ah and they're and they're and they're textures and they're little bloop, 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 they're little 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 dots of color I'm starting to see, like, as I'm looking at the ceiling right now, I'm starting to, starting to look at it. Okay, if I were to paint this, you know, paint it onto a canvas. Um, paint that ceiling, but onto a canvas. What would I do? Well, first I put down that layer of gray. All right, and then we do the lighter gray. Okay, and then the lighter gray. And then, and then when does the white, the little white, uh, cross-hatching start. Okay, do, do, do. that starts way over there. All right, and then it goes over here. And, and then being okay with showing, showing the gradient, showing the, uh, the, trans, the transition from that gray into the white, but then also the white into the gray at the same time. Some of, the, some of those whites are transforming into a gray. Some of the grays are transforming into a white. And then which ones are overlapping what? At what point is the gray, lighter shades of gray overlapping the white? Uh, and then at what point is the white slowly getting... Uh, less and less as it's turning more gray. It's such an, such an interesting, interesting, interesting thing. I've... I've I feel like just this door has whoop, opened wide. Huh. Not to mention these TikToks are just blasting my antenna at an alarming rate. Wow. So fascinating. So fascinating. Working in one area that you love can open up that you haven't, you know, that's been lying dormant. What comes along with opening up that talent? You know what's so crazy? This is, this is the interesting thing with memories. These are the, this is why we can time travel. Smells, sounds, you know, the scents and sounds are time travel. But also, in addition to that, is, is talents that you, you haven't used since way back then. Because what's happening and it's, this is blasting my antenna right now. What's happening is that uh, it sounds like someone here has to eat. Uh, those those talents way back then. What goes along with them is all the memories, all the good vibes, all the innocence. Um, you know that we try to get back to as we as we get later in life. We try to get back to that innocence. How do we do that? Well. Let's listen to some music that you used to, used to listen to back then. Watch some TV shows. Get break out that Mister Rogers, those old Sesame Streets. Uh, dive back into the, the the music, the TV. Talking to the, the people that you knew way back then. Catch up with them. You know, and those memories will come back. So, when you go back into, uh, even if let's say if you used to play soccer, this was just recently popping up in my brain. Soccer, I love soccer and volleyball. I love that. I love those games. Those are fun. Uh, you know, even if you dip back into kicking around a soccer ball again, you're going to unlock a whole bunch of vitality. Um, you know, the keys to now 
are in those past. I'm not saying drudge around, you know, oh, my past, my past traumas, my past, all this stuff, bad stuff. There's great stuff to be mined back there too. Great stuff. That, that unlocks these possibilities that helps guide us forward into <laughs> um, feeling vibrant and, and willing to take on other projects that we thought were previously scary or frightening. So painting, drawing, by doing that, whoa, I unlocked a whole series of just the joyfulness I used to have when I lived at my dad's in the basement, just painting in there. Oh, it was such a joy just to paint in there. And I would paint with those newskis and we'd listen to Radiohead, OK Computer, and we'd drink boxed wine and we'd just, oh man, it was the best. Having poster boards, just painting. So I suggest doing that. Don't look at it as like, oh no, you know, I'm scared of this thing. It's your friend that wants you to call him up. It's the friend that, you know, that you know that you just always have great conversations with when you talk to him. It's nutritious. So if you're an artist, and I'll be doing a series of, of, of videos about art. I keep meaning to, to, to get to that. All right. We'll talk more later. Whew, boy, I just had whew, just blasted, blasted with insight. Here's a riff that was caught in my mind. Check this out. This is my buddy Robert Fronabarger from TikTok. Um, his nine-year-old son, Avery, had an out-of-body experience, and he sent me the file. So I want you to hear a little bit of um, what's being talked about here. Stuff like that. 
he wrote it down in the journal like the guy that went to bed. It might have still been him searching through space and time. For the answer. Yes, but he might he might have gotten too far off and lost. So that 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 might have been Nikola Tesla. Well, what happened after the next morning? Do you not know? No, not really. Just were you asleep or were you awake? I I woke up and I I it was like a couple of days ago or so. When it happened, it happened to you a couple days ago? Okay, so... I think it was Nikola Tesla in his final day, or final night, because he got, he got, he might have gotten too far and lost in time and space until, and he is still up there writing down in his journal. Might still be up there. Well, okay. What made Van Halen great? Rest in peace, Eddie. Hans Brados, man. One more thing about Eddie Van Halen. Rest in peace. That I just remember in the '80s, you couldn't turn on the radio without listening to Van Halen on rotation, 24/7. That guitar work was incendiary, and I'm on this new episode talking about how and why I think he's the new Bach. Uh, what are your thoughts? Take care, buddy. I'll take you with me as I go up to the store here and behind the machine. Um, Eddie Van Halen, you are so right. I remember you turn on the radio, just tons, tons of uh, Van Halen songs just all over the place. And their videos were just so good. They were like mini short films. I forgot who it was, but someone said that uh, Eddie Van Halen was like the... Uh, a cosmic like he he played guitar like he was a cosmic alien or something or cosmic guitar I, for, I forgot what the uh, what the exact quote was but they basically and it makes sense they basically said he was like this extraterrestrial guitarist I would also say Jimi Hendrix definitely is um, those two guys, whoo. It's always interesting when you go down the rabbit hole, when you, when you go down the, uh, you know, you follow the route. You follow it to the route of inspiration. And so you find out, okay, who is, who is this, you know, really good guitarist? What, who are his influences? And then going down the rabbit hole, the other guy going, okay, well, who are his, who are his influences? 
and going deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole trail. And it'd be really interesting to get as far back as you can because then you're going to find out that each and every single guitarist or musician was completely influenced by another guitarist and another musician. And I know this has been said a lot, um, said all over the place. Um, but it's fun to like look, look down, look down into the ingredients of what makes it what it is. And then it'd be interesting if you just trace it back and you go, okay, generally speaking, these, you know, let's say 10 guitarists or songwriters are the main influences for all of these other phenomenal songwriters and or musicians without them even realizing it. That ghost is embedded, that spirit is embedded in their performance. You know, it's so crazy. I, many years ago, it's so crazy how, man, many years ago I had this idea of doing an art show um, where, you know, it's a daytime, I guess it could be all, all daytime, I was thinking daytime and nighttime, but it, no matter what, uh, either way, um, it's an art show where the, the paintings have, um, they're in acrylic, so I paint, so they're in acrylic, and you see the painting one way during the day, but then when I turn out the lights, you turn on only the black light, you see another painting under there. And I've been thinking about the, doing this for ages. Well, Tumultuous Entropy, a.k.a. Dimitri, on TikTok, who uh, I will have him as a guest on here. He's also got a podcast. Just a great guy on TikTok. Um, very responsive to, you know, all these, all these wonderful all these wonderful people. Um, so tumultuous entropy. He has found five or six commonalities in the videos that I posted with th- synchronicities and certain things that really were closely related to his ideas or things he's done. And um, it made it, it it exploded his brain enough for him to reach out to me. And uh, so now we're gonna we're gonna end up uh, making a podcast together. So what I recently saw was on his, on his TikTok was that he, 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 he is actually making paintings that have a fluorescent vibe about it. And um, it, it, it's, really, it's really interesting, especially when you find, especially when you, th- when you think about the people in your life, whether they're your close friends or acquaintances, People who closely relate and reflect things that you yourself investigate, things that, you know, you hold near and dear to yourself, particularly if they're, like, from particular source, you know, source vibe, you can kind of go, oh, that's an aspect of me, so to speak. That's me in a different, you know, camouflage, different reflection, so to speak, with a different name. That's me right there. And when you start noticing those, you'll start noticing through those various people certain synchronicities and certain things that um, that that match up with those specific people. A lot of a lot a lot of the cases, you know, it it'll, it'll mostly be with those particular people. And then you look at it and you go, "Oh my gosh, this person must be an aspect of me. I must be an aspect of this person." It's just very very intriguing. Um, so you'll see a lot of your 
your dreams, a lot of your ideas, a lot of your stuff that you've written down that start completely synchronizing back to you through other, like, compounded in such crazy layers. Um, so it'd be interesting, uh, to make a long story longer, it'd be interesting to see uh, Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix. Eddie, Eddie had to have been a, a, a Jimi Hendrix fan, I'm sure. See, uh, Jimi Hendrix to... To uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix to music is what Andy Kaufman was to comedy. As Steve Martin once said, all roads lead back to Andy Kaufman. I think, you know, a lot of these roads lead back to Jimi Hendrix. But then, who is Jimi Hendrix's, you know, influences? So, it's intriguing. Because it's, it, you could definitely tell. I mean, I can tell. It's like, Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix are reflections of one another. In different camouflages, those are those are those are aspects of each other. Um, if they were both standing in the same room, a, a portal would open. It's like one of those situations. <laughs> All right, I gotta go into uh, get my groceries now. I'll talk to you later. This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. When you're lost, who do you want to find you? In what form does this creature manifest? And at what time in the night does he come for you? Every year, millions of hardworking Americans experience cosmic encounters with moderate to severe disorientation. Christor can help. Christor is a handheld calcite defibrillator capable of generating surges and binary distress signals throughout the Sigma Quadrant. Christor is not for everyone. Some aquatic mammals have experienced dizziness and confusion while using Christor. Side effects do include blood glow, tear mist, and purpling of the skin and eyes. Tell your doctor if you are pregnant and have not had intercourse within the past 18 months, or if you are nursing and have no children of your own. Christor has not been approved for simians or micropachyderms. Ask your shaman if Christor is right for you. Isn't it your turn to bear the crystal?